0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome to another exclusive podcast with myself and Dougie Critchley. Dougie is a football presenter for Football Daily and appears regularly on Sky Sports. First of all, thanks for joining.
0: Absolute pleasure, Dom. Thanks for having me on. An exciting time, I imagine, to be a Liverpool fan. So uh, yeah, looking forward to discussing some ins and outs today.
1: Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think so with the whole drama on uh, Twitter and stuff, which I've seen you get involved in quite a lot. It must be difficult <laughs> not to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I find, I don't know, ever since I've got a, a a reasonable following on Twitter and it's slightly growing at the moment. And anyway, if I slightly criticise a transfer, people tend to take it incredibly personally. Uh, so, for example, yesterday I just said Sandro Tonali, I thought, in my opinion, was slightly overpriced for Newcastle. And, yeah, Newcastle fans came back very hard at me indeed. Uh, so, yeah, a lesson learned perhaps. But I'm not going to change my outlook. I'm going to carry on, you know, saying my thoughts on transfers. And if people don't enjoy it, then they can
1: unfollow. Simple as that. Simple as that. Um, OK, so let's get straight into things then. So I don't know how to pronounce his first name, I'll be honest. So I'm going to go with, let's get into the talk about Turan. Um mm-hmm. First of all, what will he bring to Liverpool that, we don't have already.
0: I think he brings much needed physicality, Kevin Taram. I mean, I think last year, I think Carvalho and Elliot did their best at various points, but with Henderson's slightly ageing body, Milner probably not being at the same level he was in previous years, you kind of lacked a lot of physicality in the middle of the park that Jeannie Vinaldum used to provide in his heyday. Uh, that ability to get around the park, to make challenges, to press effectively. And I think you were a little bit too easy to play through, and Fabinho was left very exposed up until the final part of the season where Klopp changed the system, introduced Trent into midfield in possession, and I think it solidified you a lot in transition as well. But Kefren Taram, I mean, he's six foot two, he's an absolute man mountain of a man, and he's got the sort of nice mixture of technical assuredness to go with that physical capabilities as well. Um, not massive defensive output, but can do that role, but he's actually best driving through midfield in those tight midfield zones. He's got excellent feet for a guy who's six foot two uh, and is really, really good at evading pressure and getting the ball into the final third. So I think he'll add a nice mixture of physicality and technical assuredness to go with that potential in that Liverpool midfield.
1: Okay, great. So if we were to look at a player from past or present, how or who would you compare him to?
0: Oh, that's a very good question. I mean, last week in another podcast, I said he had a similar skill set at the moment to someone like Mateo Kovacic, who's a can play in a defensive role, but is best, you know, dribbling through midfield. He's always had very good ball retention. He's a solid passer. I think if we're looking further in the past, then he has got a little bit of Patrick Vieira around him, at least in terms of that stature on the pitch, the fact he can break into the final third and pick out the odd pass and assist as well. I think last year it was two goals and four assists in 35 league 1 games for Nice. Nice were a side that were really up and down last season, a little bit like Liverpool. Uh, up until January, they were under Lucien Favre, the former Gladbach and Dortmund manager. He then got fired, and Didier Degas came in as a caretaker role initially, uh, the former Middlesbrough defender. And actually, they finished in mid-table in the end. Uh, and so they weren't a particularly ball-dominant side. So Kephren Taram. Was one of the shining lights, and he showed that he could do a little bit of everything as well um, for a fairly average East side. So I'm excited to see that if you do get this over the line, what he can do amongst even better players.
1: Okay, so the fee reported is 35 million at the moment. It started at 55 when I seen it first. It seems to be dropping by the week. Um, what fee would a player of his qualities usually demand? And do you think 35 is a fair price?
0: I think it's absolutely a fair price. I mean, this guy, yes, he's only 22, um, but he's been playing regularly for Nice for the last two, three years now. Uh, he's got loads of experience. You know, his brother, Marcus, as well, uh, is at Gladbach, as now a free agent. Looks like he's going to go to the likes of PSG, potentially Inter Milan. His dad, Lillian Teram, is one of France's all-time, you know, most cap players and an absolute France legend. So he comes from very good football stock. Uh, And none of this will phase him, this opportunity to work for a club of Liverpool's stature. I don't think it's come too early in this progression either. And I think if you manage to sign McAllister and Kefren Turan for around 70 million euros, that's two great signings with a slightly different skill set coming through the door to really help you guys in a midfield that really needed some backup last year. And you add to that, you know, Thiago, when fit, still an excellent player. Curtis Jones, who had finished the season really strongly at Liverpool as well. And I think your op- options start to look really promising for next season.
1: Great. So he's currently away with France under 21s at the European Championship, and if the reports are true, Liverpool have booked a medical in for the end of this. So obviously, depending on how far they go, is how soon the transfer will be concluded. Would that be fair to say?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It feels like that as well. And, and France, you know, they've got you know, as with their senior squad, they've got an amazing uh, under 21 squad as well. Quadio Kone, who you guys were also linked with is in that squad, of course, as well. And you'd expect them to go very deep in that competition. But that's really positive news to hear that this is all but sewn up. Uh, And it feels like a transfer that that should be completed imminently. And it feels like with the situation at Man United and Sir Jim Ratcliffe potentially buying them, who is the Nice owner, there's going to be a potential for for this deal to get done at any stage during the summer. I think Nice will have to sell some players uh, if they lose that ownership. Uh, at various stages although that Man United takeover seems to be rumbling on and on I'm not really sure the latest on that seems to change by the day but Catherine Teram I think he's ready to hit the ground running at Liverpool and you've also got enough options that he doesn't need to necessarily come in and be a starter from day one I think he can be eased into that side and I'm so so excited about what he can achieve in England if you do get this over the line because I think he does have the potential to be one of the best midfielders in Europe in three to five years time.
1: Wow, that's exciting! Very exciting news. Um, so, should Liverpool fans be nervous about this happening or not, and someone else swooping in? Because, you know, there's a tendency of Liverpool to drag out transfers to get the best possible fee. Let's let's be fair and honest. That that does happen.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, there was talk about him going to Newcastle a couple of weeks ago, but now it looks like they're close to signing Sandra Tonali. That might even be completed before this video goes live, and he's got a similar sort of skill set to Sandro to Tonali and that he can do a bit of everything. So I don't think Newcastle would ever go for Tonali and Kephren Taram. I think they're more likely to go for Tonali and an attacking midfielder, be that James Madison or Dominic Saboslav, RB Leipzig. So it seems like the the path is open for you guys to sign Kephren Taram. And whilst you do drag out signings, I do think Liverpool still has an enormous pull in Europe. The fact that he's not really played that much Champions League football so far, if at all, actually, means that I don't think he'll be put off by the fact you guys are outside of the Champions League next year. And he's still young enough that he could get plenty of Champions League game time in the future as well. So, you know, if he's being well advised, there's a space in that Liverpool midfield, he should get regular minutes. And it feels like a transfer that makes a lot of sense from the players' perspective and the club.
1: Okay, so you mentioned Kone earlier. Um, It seems to be a bit quiet on the front of Kone right now. Is that something that we could say is dead in the water? Or would you say there's a potential that he will come as well? I'd be
0: surprised if you signed McAllister, Kone and Taram. I mean, Taram and Kone are quite similar profiles. They're both best, you know, sort of ball progressors, dribblers through tight spaces. Kone may be slightly more astute defensively, but I think you're still backing Fabinho for next year, if I'm not mistaken. Trent will probably take up a lot of those midfield zones as well. So it feels like you need two midfielders this summer. And Taram I think is slightly more polished in the final third than Kone. He can pick a pass really nicely. Of course, it's a slightly weaker standard in Liga than the Bundesliga, so maybe that's got to be factored in as well. But I do think Taram is slightly more well-rounded and should be able to contribute more in the final third, which I think is always helpful for Liverpool's midfield. Even though your game hasn't really been based around massive goals and assists from Liverpool uh, from midfield, sorry, in recent seasons, even at your peak, I still think it's helpful to have someone that does have the potential to chip in with five goals a season in, in three to five years' time when he's finished his development. So I'd be surprised if you went for Kone, Taram, and McAllister, and I'd expect it to just be Taram and McAllister and maybe focus on that centre-back that you keep on being linked with as well, Mickey van der Ven.
1: Yeah, so tell us a bit more, tell us a bit about Mickey, if you don't mind, if you've got a bit of knowledge on him as well, because that left centre-back role, seems to be something that we are snooping about for the summer. Um, obviously, to help with Van Dyke's the pressure off Van Dyke, if I'm being honest with you, because he seems to be very much under the spotlight at the moment. Um, tell us a bit about Mickey.
0: Yeah, I mean, Van Dyke, as you say, has played so much football over the last few years. He's been pretty injury-free. Um, so I think maybe just a lot of football was probably catching up with him at points last season, coming back from that really serious knee injury as well. A couple of years ago, he's played pretty consistently since then. So I think it is very good to have another option i'm slightly surprised you're going for mickey van Der vent at the moment he does seem quite raw but there is you know a serious player in there he's a good height he's a good build he looks reasonably athletic he can intercept the ball very well but i don't know whether he's quite ready to take regular minutes off van Dyke just yet it's probably a signing for more of the future maybe two three years time and it feels like you're also potentially being linked with another right-sided center back i mean there was talk about benjamin pavard which I think the idea there is that he'd be more comfortable dropping into that right-back zone when Trent Alexander-Arnold pushes up into midfield. Maybe potentially than Ibrahimo Kanate would be, although I do think Kanate is still a player of massive potential and is definitely worth persisting with and actually needs regular minutes as well because I think he's been in and out the side due to injury over the last couple of seasons as well. So I think you're looking pretty well set to... You know, potentially get in and in and around the mix for for second, third next year, and maybe even a a title challenge if Man City drop off because they are losing a number of players. We've seen Ilkay Gundogan confirmed to leave. They still talk about Bernardo Silva going to Saudi Arabia. Same with Riyad Mahrez. So there's a lot of change going on at Man City. Of course, you know Pep is an expert at even if they start the season slowly, you know you back them by sort of February, March time to really hit their straps and go on this amazing run. They've pretty much done it every single year, except for the year 2019-20, when you guys won the league. So I wouldn't underestimate Man City. But at the same time, I'm feeling reasonably confident that Liverpool, you know, with their new signings like Gakpo, Nunes a year in, or, or further in than six months in Gakpo's case, that you guys can make a challenge, potentially for the league next year, if all goes well.
1: And definitely the Europa League. I think it's one trophy that's slipped away from Jürgen. Um, so hopefully fingers crossed Um, you mentioned Pavard uh, just lastly on this then so is is that gone quiet on that front or is that something that could be explored
0: yeah it's an interesting one with Pavard because it seems like that's probably tied up in whether Carl Walker goes to Bayern Munich as well because you know that was a lot of talk about three four weeks ago that Pavard was being looked at by Man United and Liverpool but Bayern Munich don't want to sign Jarrett Cancelo permanently. So the fact that Pavard can cover at right-back and centre-back and they are potentially selling Luca Hernandez as well means that Bayern might just decide to keep him. Having said that, I think he's got one year left on his contract. So maybe they'd rather sell him this summer than lose him for free next year. But I think it is really tied in to whether they get Carl Walker through the door. Apparently, Carl Walker's you know uh, desire at the moment is to stay at Man City and Man City are reluctant to let him go. Have offered him new terms. So it will, we'll see what, happen, what happens with that one. But I think Pavard, the fact that he can play at centre-back, the fact he can play at right-back so comfortably, the experience he's got with the French national team and Bar Munich being a regular there ever since he joined from Stuttgart, stands him in really good stead to make a big difference to Liverpool if he comes in this summer.
1: Okay, fingers crossed. Right, thanks for your time, Dougie. I appreciate you coming on. Um, it's been nice to put a name to a face as well. So hopefully we can catch up in the future. Um, keep providing us with the brilliant content. Thank you very much, Dom. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast.
0: And thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media twitter.com forward slash the roadend pod and on Instagram, Instagram slash the End pod.